Hey, what's up? Thank you for tuning into this episode of While We Were Working. It's the show that helps people leaders be better at their job while empowering others at work. I'm Joey Price, one of the hosts here at the show, and I'm joined as always by our awesome co-host, Summer Kichon, our consulting practice manager here at Jumpstart. And we have an awesome, awesome special guest that I can't wait to, to hang out with. She's going to join us for the whole show, and she's here for a special session. But without further ado, I want to introduce Sarah Morgan, who's the CEO of Buzzaroni LLC. She's a consultant. She's a podcast host. She's a speaker. She's an overall awesome person, and I'm happy to call her friend. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, Summer. I appreciate you all having me, letting me uh, jump in to what's happening while we were working um, and, and get some good information out to your listeners and spend a little time with y'all. Thanks. Well, we're glad you're here. Summer, what's going on with you? Oh, just thrilled for today's show. You know, it's always a great one with you, Joey, but it's always extra special when we have a guest. So, Sarah thrilled that you're here and we can't wait to learn more about you and some exciting things that are happening here on the horizon. Yeah. So we'll go ahead. We'll jump into our first segment, which is while we were working. And this is the segment where we talk about trends, things that are happening in the news that maybe you haven't paid attention to. Why? Because you were busy working. So (laughs) you've got to be under a rock if you haven't heard about the awesome HROI Summit. And that's what Sarah's here to talk about today. She is the, the leading person behind the effort to help make sure that we attend, we join, we connect, we make a difference in our workplaces. And if you don't know what the HROI Summit is, it's designed for leaders who are looking for a valuable learning experience that offers practical advice, instruction, and personalized coaching. There are going to be sessions over three days. And I won't go into the whole kind of script deal. I'll just tell you like this. If Sarah's hosting it, you got to go. Because I know it's going to (laughs) be insightful. She's got great speakers. It's going to cover topics that will help you in the year strong. And she's such a friend that she gave us our own promo code, which is Jumpstart HR. So you can attend and get $50 off a single workshop or $200 off the full conference. So I'm going to just tell you that, you know, she's a friend. She's a, she's a part of the family here at Jumpstart. So we, we welcome her effort. And let's go ahead and learn more about this awesome conference, this awesome summit, so that people can take advantage of that offer. So Sarah, tell us everything we need to know about the HROI Summit. Thank you. So I started HROI in 2020. It was obviously in the the height of the pandemic because it was October 2020. So we were just at the like beginning stages of reopening offices. But what I had found um, for myself attending conferences, I was at a point in my career where I felt like I wasn't getting the practical information that I needed from the conference sessions that I was attending. It felt like we were talking about the stuff that was cool and trendy or the information that we were being given was like we were being lectured to. And so it felt like we it wasn't connecting, you know, with the practitioner and I'm I'm I have the heart of a practitioner. I'm always thinking about what's happening for the the HR person 
the administrative support person at the desk and how we can make their lives easier while they make the lives of the rest of us easier. And so I wanted to create something that would do that and also focus on anti-racist, equitable, inclusive practices that move organizations towards having higher engagement, higher retention, higher employee satisfaction. And so that's how the HROI Summit was born. It was really the human return on investment. It's not just about going to conferences to get, you know, your recertification credits and a couple of good lunches and, and, and some swag items. It's about coming away with things that you can actually do when you come back to your desk and offering the coaching to support you in doing that. So this year's summit will not just be me speaking. Um, I will be hosting the first day, which is about workplace safety. And I'm calling it the new recipe for workplace safety because I'm not just talking about what to do when an employee is ill or injured and you have to manage that process, but also about the importance of psychological safety and trust in the employee-employer relationship and how you go about cultivating that because that trust is critical when someone is ill or injured um, and how we manage that process. Because if there isn't a high degree of trust between the two parties, then often it breaks down, it ends up being convoluted, expensive, and lengthy, and that's not something that organizations want. So I want to talk about how we build that trust before we get to that point and then how we manage that process with a humanistic point of view. Day two is we're calling the T on Talent. Kirsten Greggs, who is known in the streets as the trap recruiter, will be leading that session talking about how you structure your talent program to bring the apps to the jobs. You know, milkshakes bring the boys to the yard. The T on Talent is bringing the apps to the jobs. That's what we want to see happen and how do you then manage them those applications effectively so that you're having a good experience for those people who are applying and wanting to enter your organization. And then we're wrapping it up with what we call high impact onboarding and orientation because the way that we bring employees into the organization that first 90 days is so critical to their retention. And often we get so bogged down in the compliance, all the paperwork and things they have to fill out, making sure that they have their, you know, computer and that they get the cybersecurity training, all those kind of compliance things that we forget on the other end is someone who's having an experience and feelings of newness that have to be integrated into that as well. And so high impact onboarding is going to talk about, okay, yeah, here are all the compliance things. Here's how you weave that in. But here's how you create a one of a kind experience that's going to make that employee fall even more in love with the organization and the role and want to stay and want to take that goodwill and pay it forward through productivity in your organization and through collaboration with their coworkers. So, and the last day is going to be taught by two amazing women, Lorena Pabone and BJ Anderson, um, who are both long-term practitioners in the HR space that, that I trust um, highly and I'm looking forward to watching them collaborate and teach. And once that's all over, you can sign up for coaching 
um, to continue to work with us in implementing the things that you learned in the conference. And there'll be flexible payment options, flexible options for coaching programs. If you just want to meet with us once a month for a couple of months, if you, if you want to go for six months, nine months of having that accountability and that coaching throughout your implementation process, depending on what your organization needs, then we're going to be there to help support you through that. And so that's what HROI Summit is all about. Love it. I love it. So, Sarah, this is uh, quite a power pack event. I, I think uh, there are a lot of things that are favorite of mine, but the fact that it's, it's virtual, so I don't have to hop on a plane. You ain't got to go, go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to hop on a plane. You just turn your computer on and get ready to interact. And the other thing that I did not mention is that we are SHRM credit and HRCI credits are available. So each workshop is worth three session, um, three credits. So you can get nine credits out of this one event potentially. Um, and so, and we've actually, we're waiting to hear back from HRCI. Our fingers are crossed that we'll actually be approved for business credits because we know that those are the most difficult um, for folks to attain. So we want to yeah. really make it practical learning. But for those of us who have invested in our certifications, we know we have to get 18, 20 credits a year, this is going to knock out nine of those off the break. And so we want to make sure yeah. that people are, again, getting the most bang for the minimal amount of buck. Yeah. Now, Summer, Sarah mentioned a few topics that we, we've covered quite a bit on our show, whether it's workplace safety, talent, uh, onboarding. If you are attending this conference, this summit, what, which ones resonate the most with you and, and, and why? Yes. Well, I mean, certainly all of them are exciting and interesting for different reasons. But I think the one that really jumps to number one on my list is is onboarding. And I think, you know, the reason why is because so much has changed recently in the past few years that if companies stick to their old processes and don't continue to evaluate them and update them, I feel like you can get lost in, you know, this this fast pace time of change pretty quickly. And so I'm always interested in hearing, you know, what are best practices? What are things that maybe even haven't caught my attention yet that we need to be thinking about? And always just trying to be kind of towards the edge that's an early adopter um, because I find that, you know, those companies that are willing to make those changes are more attractive to individuals who are like early career or just entering the workforce. So um, definitely all interesting topics, but I would I would run to that one first if I had to pick just one, but mm -hmm. the others are amazing topics too. Thank you. And the, and the one thing I... Two, I want to point out, Summer, is that with HROI, we engage our community. So I have about 2,000 subscribers to my monthly newsletter. It's called 8 on the 8th. I send it out on the 8th of the month. And I'm just talking about various and sundry topics. Everything from what I'm watching on television to what I'm reading to, you know, advice on hot topics similar to some of the things that you all are talking about. But when I wanted to decide what these topics for these workshops were going to be, that's who I asked to vote. 
So I worked through the folks in my list. And then I also partnered with Humoriso. They sent it out to their client base, which is, again, another thousand, two thousand individuals who are voting on what they feel like is going to be most valuable. And you're right. The onboarding and orientation session came out far and away being number one because of all the reasons that you listed. And so that's one of the things that another thing that's unique about it is that we're not guessing what the sessions are going to be. We're talking to our community that already exists about what it is that they want to learn and welcoming them into that process and then opening it up to the public at large. And we're getting good response from registration for that reason. And I want to make sure that as many people as possible know and have the opportunity to attend because these are the things that are front of mind for those of us that are in practice. Absolutely. Now, wow. I was curious, Sarah, if you're able to share were some of the topics that didn't make the top three, but, you know, maybe were, were close in like fourth, fifth or sixth place. So fourth place was a one a session about benefit and how we're restructuring benefits to be comprehensive and inclusive. I see a lot of questions from individuals about things like supporting your gender nonconforming employees from a benefits perspective, like how does that work in the traditional structure of plans? We see a lot of um, questions about how we support individuals who are maybe having infertility challenges and need help with whether it be surrogacy, adoption, um, in vitro fertilization, those sorts of things. And how do you structure your, how do you find those people, right? Because there are privacy concerns. So how do you know if this is something that your employee population wants to see? And then how do you structure your plan in order to do that? So that was the one that came in fourth. Fifth, I believe was, it may have been related to like offboarding and like the whole outplacement process as well. And then we had a few write-ins. One specific, We had a couple of write-ins about wanting to know about AI uses in HR, which I think is going to be a super hot topic in the conference space coming up in, in t- the end of 2023 and into 2024. I think everyone's going to be talking about it because it's, it's one of the, the hottest topics, period yet alone in our industry. So that was a big one that came up. And then um, employee investigation was another one. And employee investigate, I spent five years in employee relations. So investigation technique is one that's near and dear to my heart. So I'm always down to teach about that when the opportunity presents itself. It just didn't, the votes weren't high enough. So I will save it for another day. Thanks for that. Well, there's definitely a lot of content, I think, for future sessions, no doubt. Uh, But I think those that made the top three are uh, some really stellar topics. And it sounds like attendees will get quite a bit to take away. And I love that you have that additional support option because as somebody who attends conferences, you know, you get really excited and you leave and it's like, okay, well, where to start? And then the reality of your busy work day um, happens and Mm -hmm. your good intentions often, you know, kind of fall lower priority. And then it's like you you kind of lose some of that momentum. So I love that you're offering. Yeah. And the other piece of that, too, is we all work within the confines of budget. And so for a lot of us, after a while, 
our organizations don't want to sponsor us or reimburse us for attending things because of that exact reason, right? We come back, we get busy, and the things that we say that we learn, they don't see actualized inside of the organization. So then they're like, why am I giving you this money to attend these conferences and learn these things? And now the cost of that comes all onto you, which can be very expensive. And so I want to make sure that I'm putting practitioners in the best position possible to take the information back. We're going to be giving out, you know, worksheets and things like that that folks can use when they come back to their desk. But if they just want someone that they can talk through the issues with and kind of hold their hand through the progress, we want to be there to offer that as well for a moderate upcharge. And that's still far less than what you would pay for a lot of the other major conferences out there. Well, I feel like I could, uh, I could, I could chat about this, this HROI summit all day. And we've got a link in the show notes for those who want to take advantage of our jumpstart HR promo code, which gets you $50 off a single workshop, uh, $20 off full conference. And you're you're here, Sarah. 200. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 200, 200 off. off Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, let me not shortchange the people. So 200 <laughs> off the full co- conference. And I mean, honestly, these are some of the most pressing challenges that your business is going to face. And I know a lot of times uh, in HR, we're looking for ways to add value to the organization so that people see HR not as that that cost center or admin, but really as the, a strategic leader in the business. And I think you're hearing from some of the best and brightest minds in HR and talent at this summit. So make sure that you're there and come on, you get credits too. So on top of that, what could you ask for? So let's go ahead and, and pivot into our next segment. Sarah, you mind picking it with us for the, for the next I'm segment? I'm going to hang in there. I'm going to hang in there. Yes, for sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so this is also kind of like, let's test Sarah a bit on her consulting. So this is <laughs> Consultants Corner. It's the good, bad, the ugly of life as an HR consultant in the trenches. We got a letter that came in or a a question that came in. It says, help, my unlimited PTO plan is out of control. How do I help manage expectations and ensure everyone is receiving a fair share of time off? So Sarah, I imagine that this might come up in the session on worker safety. You had mentioned that this is worker safety in the lane that you're going to be owning for the summit. Let's, we'll let our guests go first. What are your thoughts on this, on this question? Summer, you can go next and then I'll finish out the round table and then we can just kind of go from there on, on conversation. Yeah. So I was the early advocate for unlimited PTO. I've always been one that's in favor of it just because I value my time off very much and I'm, you know, maximize it to its fullest extent every year, which still, when I mush it all together, really only ends up being about, you know, a month splattered throughout the year. I'll say that. Um, And studies have shown that moving from a traditional PTO plan to a unlimited PTO plan on average only causes people to take three more days off. So there's a little fun fact for you. That being said, when I would want, I, I'm wondering from this question, what is out of control? Is it that people are taking too much time? Is it that people are trying to take time at the same time and you don't have enough coverage? 
Is it a tracking issue because people are not reporting the time that they're taking off because it's unlimited? Like those are typically the things that I see happening most often. And the important, the most important thing to me when you're an organization moving to an unlimited PTO plan or implementing that is that you have to have guardrails around it. You have to let people know up front that when we say unlimited, we're, we, what we mean is we're not going to tell you that you can only take, you know, 10 days off a year or 15 days off a year the way that a accruing plan would tell you. We're not going to tell you that you have to accrue 40 hours before you can take 40 hours. Like we're not going to do those things. But what that what it does not mean and it's not intended to mean is that you can take off whenever without any plan or notice. And so one of the things with the organization where I was head of HR before I switched into consulting, we moved to an unlimited PTO plan. With your unlimited PTO, you had to have a coverage plan. So if you were going to be away for more than three days, um, you had to say, okay, this is who's covering, you know, my emails or this project or that. All of that had to be submitted to your manager for your manager to approve. And you couldn't just say, Summer's going to answer my email. Well, Summer's got to sign too, right? Summer's got to say, yes, I know that Sarah's not going to be here and I'm going to be checking her email. So there was always the coverage strategy. And we did that because we wanted the people to be responsible for recognizing like the work doesn't stop because you're not here. And this has to be like a collaborative process of how we're going to make sure that one, the work gets covered, but two, when you come back, there's not a crazy pile of stuff waiting on you. You've got someone managing and keeping things moving ahead so that you're not more stressed when you get back than you were before you walked out the door. And then also if time off is going to be more than this amount of time. Well, that has that falls into a special kind of approvals process. Like you have to put those guardrails around it. The other thing that I did, this wasn't in the policy, but I did this as the manager, was I would hold requests for popular times. Like everybody wants to take off around Thanksgiving, you know, as an example. Well, just because you put your Thanksgiving request in in February, does not mean that I'm automatically going to honor it because you're not the only person on this team who may have travel needs and so forth. So we're going to talk about this together and figure out how we do this to make sure that there's appropriate coverage and that everyone gets the time off that they're needing to the best of our ability. So I think when when I look at P unlimited PTO plans getting out of control, it seems because it's the organization hasn't put enough guardrails and then the manager is not managing the expectations and holding the employees accountable to be reasonable with that. And then on the flip side, what also ends up happening is that employees don't get enough time because we in most unlimited PTO organizations, they're very busy. They're usually scaling or growing. And so then there's not enough time to take time off. It's like, yeah, I have unlimited PTO, but I can't really take that off. And so I encourage organizations to put some sort of mandatory time off in there, whether it be, you know, you have to take at least 40 hours over the course of the year and payroll or HR, whoever is responsible for administering that is going to send alerts to be like, you need to take a day off. Like that has to be a part of the plan also. Well, thanks, Sarah. Wait, You've covered no, quite no a more. bit. It's all, it's 
I know. I realized I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) thank you, everyone. (laughs) Oh, that was great, though. I I think you you really did touch on, you know, several of the items that we when I speak with clients that that I would address. I mean, you mentioned the guardrails to me. That's number one. But, you know, when I hear that, you know, somebody needs help because their PTO plan is out of control. I think understanding what that truly means is really important. And the first thing I always go to is the data. Like, okay, well, let's look at the reports of how much is being utilized and quantify that because sometimes what it feels like and what it really is are two different things. Very different. It is managing expectations. And so the conversation that I like to have is, okay, well, what has been communicated as reasonable? First off, I'll say, Sarah, I'm totally in favor of changing the term unlimited PTO to something that's like more clear. I just don't know what that is because unlimited implies unlimited, but it's like unlimited PTO asterisk, like within reason, like refer to your HR policy, right? Mm Amen. Yeah, that's right. So I, I don't really have anything else to add besides that because you covered quite a bit. But Joey, how about you? Yeah, this has been such a good combo. I would simply add uh, to remember why you have implemented a limited PTO in the process. Because um, maybe if there is uh, abuse, then you've got to think about, well, what are the communications that we're having around what it means? What are the systems that we have in place to make sure that there isn't abuse? To Sarah's point about having, you know, agreements in place, uh, making sure that people know that we're having this so that everybody's not stressed out and you can't just leave because you're leaving people stressed out. So I'll just, you know, double down on the on the emphasis of reevaluating why did you switch to an unlimited PTO plan in the first place? What were the values that your organization wants to uphold? by having that policy in place. And then from there, you can set the guardrails and boundaries around, okay, we've strayed too far uh, in this area, so let's let's mitigate that by putting some controls in place. And that's that's what I would I would add. But other than that, I mean, I think, first of all, if this is what you're going to get at the HR, HROI Summit, <laughs> then, Sign you know, yeah. go ahead and but I think you're sign, ri- sign I think up you're, right now, yeah. right now. Yeah, I love that. And I think you're right about revisiting the reasons and also what Summer said about looking at the data, because a lot of the times when you look at the data and you reevaluate, you will, one, realize that it's not as bad as you think it is. Like it may be, you know, 5% more time or whatever the case may be, or there may just be one or two people that are really abusing it. And then let's not change the whole policy, let's have a conversation with these one or two people because if they're taking a considerable amount of time off because the the time afforded to them is is uncapped, then chances are their work, their actual work product and the relationships that they have with people on their team are suffering too. So it's actually having an impact on our workplace. And you can speak to both of those things. Like you're, you're just because we have unlimited PTO does not mean that you're not expected to be a present and fully functioning, contributing member of our organization. And so if there's something going on that's extenuating where you have illness yourself or illness in your family, like certainly we understand 
those things. But if it's just like, I'm not feeling it today, so I'm not, you know, I'm not going to come in and my time off is unlimited. So you can't really say nothing to me. Well, now you're you're taking advantage and you're out of alignment with the organization, the values, the intention of the policy. And, and we have to check that. But most times, you know, there may be a few offenders and that's really where the issue is coming from. And you can deal and everybody sees it. You know, nobody is is oblivious to the fact that so-and-so isn't here. And once you address that, things will you'll see things begin to continue to fall in line. Don't abandon it, though. Don't abandon it. Time off is really important. Yeah, time off is important. And data is super important. You, you, yeah. I, I say you can't trust your gut in Google when you're navigating HR <laughs> things. So the more data you have, the better decisions you can make. All right, we have, we have, we have run our thirty minutes. It's been wow. dead pat. If you missed something, go back and catch it because yeah, uh, Sarah and Summer have just been pew, 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 pew. and I've just been glad to be in the room to hear both of these awesome <laughs> women reading in HR and, and just sharing their wisdom. So uh, again, you can you can check out the HROI Summit. Uh, Sarah is leading it. Uh, the link is in our show notes and use code JumpstartHR. Now let's, let's oh, I'm serious about people getting their coins, Sarah. Is it is it a capital J and then capital HR? No, it's it, a, it can matter? be all lowercase. It just needs to be Jumpstart okay. HR. Like don't put Jumpstart. It has to be Jumpstart HR. But the the case, the capital letters and those sort of spacing, none of that is is gonna matter. And the event is right. October twenty fifth through twenty seventh. So the last week of October, it's all virtual and online. And um, we look forward to seeing you there. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Summer. As always, it's been a great show here at While We Were Working. If you loved it, leave a five-star review. Thanks for tuning in. And check out our growing catalog of shows because we've likely covered something that you were too busy not looking at because uh, you were working. And we want to make sure that you are in the know. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.